I want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. It's a blessing each and every week to come into your homes and to your cars and give you a word from God. I ask if this message has blessed you, please feel free to contact us and know, let us know how this service uh, that you are hearing uh, has blessed you and your family. Until we meet again, God bless you. I want you to turn with me to Nehemiah, the second chapter. Nehemiah, the second chapter. When you have it, will you let me know by standing to your feet if you can? Nehemiah, second chapter. And I want to look at a few verses, starting with verse 11. Nehemiah, reading from the NIV rendering. Nehemiah, the second chapter chapter. Read says follows. Went to Jerusalem and after staying there three days I set out during the night with a few others. I had not told anyone what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. There were no mounts with me except the one I was riding on. By night, I went out through the valley gate towards the jackal well and the dung gate, examining the walls of Jerusalem, which had been broken down, and its gates, uh, which had been destroyed by fire. Then I moved on towards the fountain gate and the king's pool, but there was not enough room for my mount to get through. So I went up the valley by night, examining the wall. Somebody say the wall. Finally, I turned back and re-entered through the valley gate. The officials did not uh, uh, know where I had gone or what I was doing because as yet I had said nothing to the Jews or the priests or nobles or officials or any others who would be doing the work. Then I said to them, you see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall. Somebody say the wall. And we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me and what the king had said to me. They replied, let us start rebuilding. My, my, my. So they began this good work. But when Sambali and Heronite, Tobiah and Ammonite, Fish and Gisham and uh, 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 the Arab heard about it, they mocked and ridiculed us. What is this you are doing, they asked. Are you rebelling against the king? I answered them by saying, the God of heaven will give us success. My, my, my. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historic right to it. You may be seated in the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you don't mind, just for a moment, I want you to open your ears and your minds to this passage. I want to preach from this thought, the wall. 
the wall, the wall, the wall. Tell somebody we've been listening and hearing about this wall for a long time. And I want to see what the Bible says about this wall. Will y'all give me a moment? I solicit your prayers on this uh, morning. For the last several weeks, I have sat back and looked at the government. And how because of a selfish leader, Many have suffered in one way or the other. Uh, Deacon Poole, I have pondered, I tell you, on the actions of our government in in an attempt to build a wall that our president said that it was going to be on Mexico's tab. Some way or the other between the time he got elected as our president and now it has brought back to memory that it's all on us. As U.S. citizens, we will eventually have to pay for a while. I I, I pray that you, you get where I'm coming from. I ask God to give me some insight on this issue. And, And let me say this, Cherise. You know, we, we, we feel that the church has no business talking about the government. But Jay, if you remember, the kings, the, the, the prophets always prophesied to the kings. You remember Daniel. You remember Isaiah. It was so many that, that, that called the kings on the road. When they were not doing what was supposed to be done. Now, I know y'all came in here for me to tell y'all that y'all going to receive a check in the mail this week. I know a lot of y'all came in here looking for me to tell you that God is going to heal you. But no, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to encourage some people that is looking at the news and saying, what is our world coming to? I, 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 think, I think as a watchman on the wall, I have to have a newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other hand. Because if you put those two together, uh, Symmetria, you will see that they have some relevance with them. Oh, brothers and sisters, if you look at the Bible, it talks about adultery. That's not just happening in 2018. If you look in the Bible, it talks about lying. If you look in the Bible, you will see that it talks about kings not doing what God wanted them to do. And and, and before I go any further, I don't agree with the wall. You neither. And let me tell you something. We're spending, we're, he's asking for over a billion dollars for a wall. But can I remind you of something, Deacon Wright? We still have citizens without water in Flint, Michigan. It's a shame where we're trying to build something. And we have people suffering in the United States. 
all brothers and sisters, it breaks my heart when we spend money frivolously on things that mean us no good. When we still have poverty. Not in Mexico. Not in Russia. But here in Georgia. It's people suffering right now and and, and all because we want to build a wall. I I, I hope that you get me. Uh, God directed me, Deacon Coney, to the book of Nehemiah. Uh, Nehemiah was the Persian king's cupbearer. And most of all, he was a servant and a delegate of God. And brothers and sisters, Nehemiah lived at ease and in honor but does not forget that he is an Israelite and, and, that, and his brethren that were in distress in Jerusalem he could see and feel it oh brothers and sisters let me give you a little uh, info about this wall that was torn down in Jerusalem King David had conquered Jerusalem and made it the capital of the Jewish kingdom his son Solomon built the first holy temple in Jerusalem. And, and, and the Babylonians, uh, Deacon uh, McLeod, occupied Jerusalem uh, in around 586 B.C. And when they occupied it, Symmetria, they destroyed the temple and sent the Jews into exile. And, and, and for y'all, for some of us that don't know too much about Bible history, the wall was used to keep the enemy out. Let me say that one more again. They didn't build the wall because they were mad at the other people, but they built the wall they can write to keep the enemy out. Now we have a wall being built. He must forgot people can fly over a wall. I was looking at CNN the other day, Sister Cora, and it was telling us how Mexicans are so uh, um, resourceful that no matter how low they put the wall in the ground, Somewhere or other, they'll dig up. Can I tell you something? If you want to be somewhere, a wall will not stop you. Oh, brothers and sisters, unlike today's culture, places in the Bible had a real reason for building walls. It wasn't because they were racist. It wasn't because they was arrogant and didn't want anybody in there. They just was trying to keep the foreigners that thought other things, that had other religions out of Jerusalem. And, and see, this wall kept our enemies. Evil spirits, Brother Paul, and, and, dis, and disrespect to God is sad. That those that had these motors were thrown out of the city. And let me tell you something. We have a lot of evilness going on in the United States. And I'm going to tell you something else. A lot of preachers, Deacon McLeod, cannot preach on this because they're getting financed by the government. But until we get financed by the government, 
I'm going to still talk about it. But it's sad to see that we're trying to build something. We're wasting money on things and hurting the U.S. because of a wall. I looked this week, I was looking at some of the CNN uh, correspondents and they was talking to some of the people of Trump's cabinet and one of the men said, well, I don't see why they hurt so bad. Can't they just go out and get along? And I looked at that TV and I said, maybe you can get along without having uh, uh, some income coming in right now. But there's a few of us that can't get along even if we had a job. Oh, we got people over 30, 30 days have been without a check. I was, it's, it's saddening to look at some of these interviews and see some of these people. One lady said, I have to go to my car to cry for my children when see me. That's sad, y'all. You're working for the government and you don't get paid. All because we have a selfish president. That's more worried about a wall than people. And let me tell you something. When you get to that point where you're more materialistic than you care about people, something wrong with you. Oh, brothers and sisters, I, I, I got to tell you that this wall served as a barrier. And, and let me tell you something. When the wall was up, it kept the people in Jerusalem safe. But when the Babylonian army burnt down the wall, all type of things came into Jerusalem. Idolatry came into Jerusalem. Evil spirits came into Jerusalem. Let me tell you something. Trump can build the wall. But that wall will not serve us no purpose when we still got black on black crime. Oh, brothers and sisters, that wall will not help us when we still got people fighting each other. I'm like Jesse Jackson, Deacon Pooler. Can we all just get along? Tell somebody, can we all just get along in here? Oh, brothers and sisters, I got to tell you that Nehemiah was concerned. When Nehemiah had considered the matter. He told the Jews that God had put it into his heart to build the wall of Jerusalem. And Deacon Pula, I want to tell you, my assignment is not to encourage us to build a physical wall. But I want to encourage you that we can have a wall of standards. Let me me say it one more time. We can have standards. I remember a long time ago when I was just a lad, uh, Deacon McLeod, I can remember certain things you would not walk out the house and do. Now I see people in Walmart wearing flip-flops with curlers in their head. With night clothes on. There was a time when mama and grandmama said, don't go out this house looking to mess." And now we have belittled ourselves 
to just doing what we want to do. I want to tell you that as church members, we have to know that God wants us to build a wall. (laughs) He wants us to build a wall of integrity. He wants us to build a wall of good morals. Yeah, see, y'all, y'all want to talk about the healing part and the blessing part, but you got to get some stuff straight. Tell somebody, get some stuff straight. Oh, brothers and sisters, we have to look at Nehemiah. Now, I've discovered that when we stir up ourselves uh, and, and one another to do what is good, we strengthen each other. I'm not so much worried about what Donald Trump is going to do. I'm worried about what God is going to do. And there's a couple of things that I see, and I'm moseying on to my seat. The first thing I see once Nehemiah comes into Jerusalem is he observes the scenery. Where do you see that at, Brother Pastor? It says in verse 13 and 14, by night, he didn't go when people were looking at him. You know how we do sometimes. We want to do stuff when, we, when the spotlight on us. He went at night. And, and, and then it says, I went out through the valley gate towards the jackal well and, uh, and the hung dung gate, examining the walls of Jerusalem. He looked at the walls. They were burnt down. They were torn down. And, 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 and if you look at it, you can see some of the things in 2019 that he's seen way back then. If you look at your community, the community is not what it used to be. If you look at your school system, the school system is not what it used to be. Oh, brothers and sisters, we got to observe the things around us. And it takes God to give us the heart to look at some things. And some things might hurt, and I'm sure it hurt Nehemiah, to know that Jerusalem was being attacked because of a wall. And brothers and sisters, I want to tell you that you got to put a wall of standard up. Tell somebody you got to put a wall of standard up. As Christians, you are have you have to put a wall of standard up, and then you got to observe it. Tell somebody you got to observe it. Observe Dublin. Dublin's not what it used to be. When I first got here two years ago, I didn't hear much about crime in Dublin. But if I'm a pastor in Dublin, I got to know the news in Dublin. And from my understanding, a few weeks ago, a young man got shot and killed. Look at our community. And all the church do is want to praise God. We got to get out into the community and tell them we're going to put a wall up to defeat the enemy and the tactics of the devil. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? Not only did Nehemiah observe. But Nehemiah notified. Where do you see that at? He says, then I said to them, you see the trouble we are in. And I want to tell you some brothers and sisters, we in some trouble. We're in some trouble. And then it says, Jerusalem lies in ruins. 
my God Almighty, and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, tell somebody, come. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. Oh, brothers and sisters, he, Nehemiah, after going out that night, he sees how bad the walls were. He sees how the gates were torn down. And he says, I can't keep this to myself. I have to let the people know what's going on. And one thing I noticed in the book, Sister Ann, it didn't say that they started complaining. Nehemiah told them, let's rebuild the wall. Now, I don't agree with the wall, physical wall, but I want to tell somebody we need to rebuild some walls. Tell somebody we need to rebuild some walls. It's a lot of things that go on in the church that was not made to go on in the church. And I want to tell you something. If a pastor has to fabricate the gospel to get people in the church, something wrong. It ain't but so much I'm going to do to get people in here. Now, if I give the gospel, the gospel is enough. But now we have people doing each and everything in church. You know, sometimes I, I've been in churches where they have night and stroll lights like we in the club. Y'all don't know, y'all older ones don't know nothing about them lights. <laughs> but it's churches that will fabricate their worship service to bring people in the church. But the Bible tells me as long as you preach the word and teach the word, it'll convict who it has to convict. Tell somebody we have to notify people that there's some things going on in our city. Y'all don't want to admit it because y'all stay on the good side of time. But if you go on the south side of Dublin, it's some bad thing. And as a church body, we have to be willing to rebuild the wall of connectivity and of to our community. We're too out of reach in our community. We just want to stay in these four walls and the community is hurting out there. And that's what Nehemiah said, Sister Emma G. He said, I looked at the gates. They were torn down. I looked at the wall and it was burnt down. Now, we don't see this physically, but if we look at our crime rate, if we look at our unemployment rate, if we look at our poverty, and, and let me say this, we have built more jails than schools. Let me say it one more time for the person way back there. We have built more jailhouses than schools. Something is wrong with that. I, I got to tell you, we got to be able to notify our brothers and sisters that we got to do something in the community. Because one thing we do know, that the government doesn't care about us how we should care about each other. God told us to love each other. We can't love each other when we put a wall between a person and ourselves. 
And that's what we have done, brothers and sisters. We have put a wall between the community and ourselves. Oh, the wall is to be there, but the wall is a safe haven for the community. Not only did Nehemiah notify the people, but Nehemiah gathered the people. Now, if y'all come back next Sunday, I might have a, a good, happy sermon for you. But this is what God gave me. Look, Nehemiah gathered, verse 18. Verse 18. I also told them about the what? Gracious hand of my God. Oh, let me tell you something. God has already ordained you to build the walls. Keep that in mind. What the king has said to me. They replied, let us. Start rebuilding. And now after after that, they said, so they began this good work. I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, we have a wall to build. God has ordained this wall to be built. It's not a wall separating Mexico from the U.S. It's not a wall separating Races between each other. But it's a wall of standard. And if we're going to be a church family, we have to understand that we have a wall to build. We have to build a wall strong enough that our community will come in and find safety. And there's one thing about the church. The church should be a safety net. Too many times, brothers and sisters, many of us have looked at the church in the wrong way. But I want to tell you that we got to rebuild this wall. We got to rebuild the wall of honesty. We got to rebuild the wall of encouragement. We got to rebuild the wall of love. We got to rebuild the wall of peace. And I can't tell you like I want to tell you, but I need you. To help me rebuild the wall. Turn to somebody and tell them, I need you to help me rebuild the wall. Because God ordained this wall. And we'll never be strong enough if we don't allow God to help us rebuild this wall. Am I looking at anybody in the room today that will say, I will help you rebuild the wall. Not a Donald Trump wall but a spiritual wall. And let me tell you something. When you build a spiritual wall, the devil cannot do anything to you. He'll get close to the wall. He'll try to climb over the wall. But thank be to God that the wall is tall enough where the devil can't get over the wall. Am I looking at anybody in here that knows that I need to help rebuild the wall? Turn to somebody and say, I need to help rebuild the wall. Turn to somebody else and tell them, we need to be like Nehemiah and get some help in here to rebuild the wall. I don't need a Donald Trump wall, but I need God's wall. Because one thing I do know, a wall from God will keep the enemy away. And I'm looking at somebody in here that has some enemies on your trail. 
let me encourage you right now that you can rebuild the wall and the gates of hell shall not prevail that's somebody's word in here you've been going through it all week the enemy has had you all week the devil has been on your trail all week but i want to tell you i got a wall for you it's thick enough it's tall enough to keep you and protect you from the enemy aren't you happy about the spiritual wall aren't you happy about the spiritual wall Nehemiah told them, I need your help. I can't build this wall by myself. Not a wall to keep people in general out, but to keep the enemy out. And that's what I wanted you to see. Not the physical wall, but the spiritual wall. Are you with me? Standing all over this building. Holding somebody, I want every hand to be held in this place. Believe it or not, people, we're living like the Israelites were living back in the day. We have so much going on. Government has accepted the fact that preachers have to do gay marriages. So much junk is coming into our churches. That it seems like the church has, has some ruined walls. Some burned down walls. But I want to tell you, we can rebuild those walls. We still have standards. We can't live like the world. Bible says you can't serve two masters. Yeah, the in or you out. And so many times we want to be out that when we come in, we want to bring the outside on the inside. But I refuse as a watchman on the wall to allow the evilness of the devil to creep in on the believer. That wall meant something to Jerusalem. It kept them from the enemy. It kept their young people from uh, 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 being brainwashed into idolatry. And that's what we have to do. Many of our young people have gone astray because the wall that the church has put up has broken down. But as believers of Christ, we have to be like the people in Jerusalem and say, God, if you ordained a wall, we're going to help put it up. Now, we don't need money. We don't need any other outside support. We just need prayer and God's guidance. To do what we have to do. I want everybody that's holding a hand. I want you to pray that God gives you a servant attitude. 
that helps you build, rebuild the wall that the church once had. Praying right now.